You're listening to the Topco Business Unusual Podcast. Now, the Business Unusual Podcast. Learn from the greatest minds in business today. Interviews hosted by Ralph Fletcher. Learn how to improve business, get tips from industry leaders, and be motivated by real-life experience. Topco. Business unusual. So I never thought I'd actually get the chance to speak to you face-to-face. So this is a real honor for me. So thank you for making the time. Well, good to, good to meet you, uh, Fiona. Um, and thanks for, the, thanks for the kind words. Uh, you know, the trouble with, with being on air, you never know who listens to you. And that's the reality. Or what's <laughs> in strange world. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, at least you know... I'm a big fan. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So can we just frame the conversation? If you can give us and um, our audience a bit of a background of um, how you got to where you are and how you ended up in media, because often our life's journeys are not linear A to B. They can take a few turns. So it'd be lovely to hear your story, your background story. So, so in terms of, uh, and I mean, maybe you guys will work these titles later on. So, so currently, the, the 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 main purpose that I'm involved in now is um, is a project called Champion South Africa, um, yes. and I'm the I'm the let's call it the founding champion uh, <laughs> of Champion yeah. South Africa. That's a word given to me by yeah. somebody else. I said founding uh, founder, and someone said no, founding champion. Uh, of That's Champions a nice South word. Africa. <laughs> No, it's, it's, it's quite a nice play. I like it. Um, then I, I, so that's, that's the main purpose, but it has to grow. And I'll tell you more about yeah. it when we talk just now. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I, I also created some podcasts towards the latter part of last year and it stopped when I had COVID positive or 19 myself. Uh, and we will re, we'll rebrand yeah. some of the things later on. So currently, I mean, there's a podcast available called the Champions of Africa podcast. And there's the Ashraf Ghana mm-hmm. podcast, but I haven't loaded anything for the last four months because we just stopped it. I've got about 15 things there, but I mean, that's what it is. And there could be some rebranding that takes place there. Uh, beyond that, so, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm involved in, you know, program directing. I do lots of moderating, plenty of, uh, and media training and some talks that I give uh, under the Champions mm-hmm. of the Africa banner, which is, you know, champion people, world champion nation. So, I mean, that's where I am. Okay, to, to, to go to the, to the how did it all start? Yeah, it's an interesting thing, and you're right. Um, I don't know why we, we often teach, we tell people that this is the channel you need to follow if you want to get from A <laughs> to, to Z, uh, because yeah. so many people I know uh, actually do not get get the, 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 the linear way, right? And and for yeah. me, it was the same. I, I used to be in the, in the fashion fabric industry, so I can talk to you oh, about, wow. uh, uh, I can talk to yeah. you about fashion. Um, but that's a long, long time ago. But specifically, I I was the chairperson of a, of a junior football club. So, you know, four kids um, in the 90s or just into democracy. And that's when community radio, you know, started opening up, right? And I contacted a community radio station called Radio... Azahir, I'll give you the proper names later on, mm-hmm. uh, spelling that is. Um, but then it became the voice of so the same one. Uh, and the reason I contacted them was to suggest that they need they need to cover 
the Junior Cup Final that's coming Sunday. Um, and I said, if you cover the Cup Final, those kids' names are going to get mentioned on air and the parents will be thrilled. And kids never yeah. get mentioned on air, you know, in mainstream media. So six and ten-year-old yeah. kids will get a mention. Then you guys as a radio station will get this new audience because you've only started. Um, and then all the mm-hmm. parents will be listening. And then what you do the, the week later is your problem, meaning this will bring you an audience yeah. you don't have, right? So that was the yeah. plan. That was what I was doing. And they said, okay, great. Yeah. Um, can you set up the, the guests? Because we don't know anybody in, in your sport and your field. And, and mm-hmm. I said, fine. And I got a whole lot of different people. And unknown to me, I was producing a show. I didn't even realize I was doing that. Okay. Because I looked <laughs> at the dynamics of what works and what doesn't work. Okay. So I did just that. Yeah. And the day before the interviews, which were going to be on a Saturday, and the cup finals were on Sunday, there was a whole lot of cup finals. The day before, they contacted me to say, um, we have a problem. It's like, what's the problem? It's like, you know, we just worked it out. Not one of the guys in our community radio station um, can talk sport. Not one can talk soccer or football. Uh, yeah. Can you, can you do the interviews? Uh, anyway, now that was never yeah. the plan. I mean, I was just doing my job as this producer, right? Yeah. And I said, fine. So the very first time I went on air, I interviewed a whole lot of junior kids and coaches about the cup final coming up. Um, and I probably did about eight of them in one studio, which, as you know, is a nightmare to do, but I did that. Yeah. But but more importantly, I think within five minutes of opening my mouth, the, the station manager had this big sign, you know, and as you know, many studios have glass between producer and, and the, and the yeah. guest. You had this big sign and it just said something like, your enthusiasm is infectious. Welcome aboard. Lovely. And I, oh, I've, been talking, I've been talking ever since. <laughs> that's, so that's the story. Yeah. <laughs> that's wonderful. What a lovely story. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> Thank you. But Asha, in your lead up to that, you spoke about Champion SA. And I actually wanted to focus in a bit more on that because I went onto your website and I saw that you've got there, my commitment is to champion South Africa. And it really resonated with me because that's very much in line with the purpose of Topco Media, which has been doing that for 25 years, celebrating success stories you know, where other people focus on the doom and gloom, we really mine the successes um, of businesses and individuals in South Africa, you know, just building the optimism. So can you just tell us a bit more about Champion SA and about the kind of a bit more detail about it? Okay, so in fact, we always call it Champion South Africa as opposed to Champion yeah. SA, right? just so that you know, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. It's a, that's a, a it came through from an idea that, in fact, myself and my and my son Zayed, uh, who was let's say just coming out of varsity, discussed a few years ago, um, and 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 our plan was, you know, yes, that we needed to celebrate champions, but but call them champions. You know, you can celebrate in many ways. I'm very aware of what Topco does, but call them that. Okay, so. We started doing some testing a few years ago, but with, but with any idea, as you know, you know, you, you amend, you pivot, you, you, you chop and change where you want to go, right? So where we are now is this. 
we still want to celebrate champions. We want to identify champions. We want to hope that by identifying champions, we inspire other people to become champion-like as well. We want to do all of those things, and we do all of those things, right? But more importantly, the end goal is critical. Our role as Champion South Africa is to build South Africa into a champion nation. So the end goal is that the entire country must shift from where we are as a mid-table nation to becoming a champion nation, right? So that's critical. Now, it's not for us to be doing it ourselves. We're not government. We're not a political party. Uh, we don't have billions of dollars to do all of that. But what we want to do is to shape the consciousness of people. So I mean, like, I want, to, I want you to go home and remember the statement that I'm going to tell you, which is, you know, Fiona, champion people build champion people and champion people build champion nations. And the challenge therefore is champion South Africans must build champion South Africa. So if you get the sense of what I'm saying, our primary role for now is to prick on the consciousness of people to develop this sense of champion thinking so that we can link personal success to country success. So for example, many of the people that, that Topco celebrates to what level do we link that level of celebration to say, but you know, you're doing it for yourself, but does that link to your country's success as well? So our goal one day, 20 years time, somewhere down the line is to turn South Africa into a champion nation. And we do that from a starting point by, by creating the sense of champion thinking and then celebrating champions, but also very importantly, and we're doing this now because we, 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 we're changing some of, the, of our own plans and strategy is to partner with, with strategic partners um, in identifying some of the issues that are needed to become a champion nation. And once we identify that to partner, to collaborate and to co-create at a certain level so that we will, even if we don't do it ourselves, we start instigating others to start creating the environment that will build South Africa into a champion nation. That's wonderful. Thank you very much. That's very inspiring. Um, just you. on another note, um, Ashraf, can you just, um, we talk about uh, nation building, championing. Can you tell me what, in your opinion, are the possible growth sectors um, in the economy? I mean, we've had a complete uh, vault fast, complete turnaround with COVID. In your opinion, going forward, what do you see as the growth sectors for the country? I, I, think, I think not so much what I see. I mean, I'm not an economist, but what absolutely has to happen, right? I think entrepreneurship has to be given the front seat. It's still not the front seat. We we celebrate, yeah. you know, we celebrate the discoveries of the world, and that's an entrepreneurial venture and pick and payers of the world, and that's entrepreneurial. And, and uh, uh, we we look at the Maponias and Maponia Mall, and we say that's entrepreneurial. Mm. But but to what degree? Well, here's the question: To what degree is entrepreneurship part of our DNA as a as a country, as a culture? Mm. It, has, it has become part of a culture. Now, yeah. many people talk about it. What I'm saying is not new, okay? Accepting. Mm -hmm. I think what COVID has taught us is that government can only do so much. If the president mm -hmm. has said, you know, it's in our hands, 
And often when they talk about social distancing, they talk about it's in your hands to stay apart. And in fact, they're giving us the responsibility. Now, the reality is government can't do it all. And the same with, with yeah. growing the economy. There has to be a greater urgency. Um, and, and if it wasn't so before, a resurgent in terms of emphasizing the importance of entrepreneurship. But here's the, the bigger issue then. Government can't just talk about it. Between government and big business, they have mm. to become the enablers. Now, I know yeah. I've chatted to other people. Matsi Modise comes to mind. They're lobbying government um, for a whole new look at, at the entrepreneurial space, right? And I think when I say enabling, it, it has to become easy to get into entrepreneurship. At the moment, it's a pain in the backside. It's like trying to get it a first-class ticket on a flight mm. uh, at an economy class. So, so the, yeah. the barriers to entry are very, very difficult. Huge, including finance. Yeah, absolutely, including finance. And, and the problem is this, we can't compare ourselves to first world countries. South right. Africa is a developing country, a developing nation. So we have unique circumstances, right? And, and therefore, yeah. we have to apply unique principles, which we're not quite doing at this point in time. Yeah, 100%. Thank you for that. Um, I wanted to ask you, how did you survive 2020? Well, literally, from a COVID point of view, I July the 1st, uh, which was the, 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 the beginning of the first peak, um, is the day I mm -hmm. was COVID positive, uh, and my wife a day later, uh, and I'm asthmatic, mm -hmm. so it was a huge concern as to what may happen to me, particularly around breathing, wow. right? Uh, because, yes. I mean, that's the most vulnerable part of all the things that affect you. But, you know, thank, thank God. Yeah, thank, thank God. Thank, thank Allah. It was, it was absolutely fine. And, and we survived it. But, I mean, I, I can tell you of about, I'm, I'm trying to do a count at the moment. But, but there's, at least mm -hmm. there's about 50 people who I've met at least once in my life who has died from COVID. So when I see really? people That's still making a wow. mock of it, they have no idea. These are people that yeah. at least I've met once in my life. Okay, That's on the, on the health side of it. On the, on the economic mm -hmm. side, I think it's been difficult. You know the, the, the story about COVID, um, uh, it affects lives and it affects livelihood, right? And of course, it's affected my mm -hmm. livelihood. I think as a, as a person who does yeah. lot, lots of public speaking, from program directing, mm -hmm. emceeing, moderating, uh, you would know, I mean, last year that took an absolute <laughs> nose, nose dive. Yes, yeah, we had to publicly agree with webinars, but it's not quite the same thing because the spend is not there, right? No. Um, so it, it's, yeah. it's been incredibly difficult. Um, I'm now doing a lot of media training in the short term uh, and trying to pivot that to online because I need to do that. And it also has meant that me trying to do some short-term um, uh, media work on an ad hoc basis with other people as, as we do that in the hope that the the Greater Champion South Africa project can, mm -hmm. can start paying for itself. Because, I mean, that's the plan yeah. to, to set up Champion South Africa as a social enterprise, but also having mm -hmm. its own foundation. But here's the thing I want to give to you, because I've given talks on this, right? Mm -hmm. I'm saying all of us are in a boat, and this is COVID for me. All of us are in a boat. We're in a boat uh, navigating treacherous waters, and we mm -hmm. all have to row in, we have to synchronize. We have to row in the same direction uh, with mm -hmm. synchronicity to get to the shore. It doesn't matter yeah. whether we like each other or we don't like each other or we trust each other or we don't. If we don't commit to doing just that, every one of us, 
we will never get to the shore safely, mm. right? Yeah. The bottom line to that is, is the statement that I've, I've made. And I want you to reflect on it. Not all of us are COVID infected, but all of us are COVID affected. It's something mm. to think about. Not all of us are COVID infected, but every mm. one of the 60 million South Africans mm. are COVID affected. That is so true. So true. And that's very powerful. Thank you for that. Um, so on a bit of a lighter note, uh, do you have any amusing or memorable stories as a media host or a motivational speaker? Anything that kind of sticks in your mind as something that uh, you would like to share as a story? Well, you know, the, the, the trouble with asking media people that they have to choose some like 500, okay? And that's incredibly <laughs> difficult. But, I mean, I'll, I'll say a few things. that They may not necessarily be stories. I'll say a few yeah. things. One is I, I've been very privileged to, uh, to, to meet, and certainly from my time at SAFM, um, but yeah. even now post-SAFM with my podcast, I've been privileged to, to meet and speak to some of the most significant people in the country. And I think it is a... It is a massive privilege, okay? When mm -hmm. it's gone, it's not there. So it's a massive front seat at yeah. uh, some of the most significant players uh, in the country. That's politics, business, people in the medical fraternity, sport, basically people very much at the forefront of, of leadership in, uh, in our country. Now, having said that, if you ask me, like, and don't ask me this, like, what's your favorite interview because uh, that you've done? Because... <laughs> You know, it's asking me to to choose between a, a Richard Branson or a or a, or a, or a Herman Mashaba or a Tuli Maroncella yeah. or a Julius Malema yeah. uh, or, or some of the other uh, you know high ranking cabinet ministers um, uh, and, and other business people and and that's a no brainer in terms of how do you choose that right? It's it's actually yeah. a problem. But this is what I want to tell you when I when I think back to my time on air and, and why is it important. Then I look back at impact as opposed to speaking to one important person. And really, I've, I've been privileged to speak to many. And the impact is this. I, I once um, did an outside broadcast in Langa, Langa Township in the Cape, right? Mm -hmm. Cape Town. And often when I go, I'll, I'll sort of day, tell people the day before, like, hey, I'm going to be in Langa, come and say hi. And so we were broadcasting from the Langa Town Hall. And, and there was a, a guy who, of course, didn't have my number. And whether he dropped me an email or he, he sort of DM'd me on, on Twitter and saying, you said you're going to be here. I'm outside and I demand to see you. Now, the demand for me was not a threat because I just picked up the tone, okay? It was a demand of desperation. Uh, and I said, don't worry, I will, I will come outside. And, and he spoke to me and he said, he met with me and he said, you know what? I'm on some housing list here and I'm waiting for like 20 years. And believe oh. me, I cannot speak to one person. It's like yeah. a nightmare. Mm. And just then, the minister with relevance to housing came by and I was oh, able wow. to speak there. Now, I'm wow. not suggesting anything happened out of it. I don't <laughs> even know. But here's the important point. Yeah. There and then, in that one moment, yeah. I understood my role. So my role is not to make the minister happy. My role is not to make uh, the different political parties happy and, to, and mm. to be nice with them and to please them. It doesn't mean I can't be nice with them. But my primary role as a talk show host mm. is to 
is to create the impact that will change the lives of people who watch us on television or who mm. listen on radio. And in that one moment, that gentleman from Langa reminded me that I needed to make an impact in his life. That's when I'm delivering on my role as a talk show host. That's wonderful, Ashraf. That really is. Yeah, no, it's a very, very powerful thing. Yeah. The, the other, which I mean, I, I did say I'm not tempted to run down like favorites because there's no favorite, but but the one thing that I want to say, I once interviewed Richard Branson. Um, oh, yeah. Well, a, a few years ago, and, and, and it was interesting because, you know, he wrote a book and we spoke yeah. about that. And the brief from the publicist was you can only speak about what's in the book uh, and you can okay. only speak for, for 15 minutes. That's it. 15 minutes and only what's in the book. And as any talk shows, it wasn't live, it is recorded, but as any talk shows will tell you, your job is to push the envelope and see how yes. far you can go. Yeah. So I had a sense, I had a sense very early on that we were communicating. Now he wasn't with me, he was in London, okay? Yes. I had a sense that we were we were communicating, we were, we were in sync. Think, yeah. So the chat moved two levels. It moved well beyond 15 minutes. We spoke for 45 minutes. I can tell wow. you that much. Yeah. Uh, and we spoke beyond the book. I understood okay. that there were other things that I could talk to him about. And the one interesting that I asked him, because I think it's telling, was this, that I said, I asked people a question at the end of this, in the spotlight interview I used to have on SAFM, and I used to say, so who's the one person you'd like to take out to lunch? And, yes. and I told him, I said, Richard, you will not believe how many people put yeah. you down as that most, that number one person that I could take out for lunch. Okay. But let me ask you this, Richard Branson, who would you like to take out for lunch? Yeah. Okay. And, and, and he was quite clever, as I expect him to be. He said, you know, um, I haven't met him, but I'd like to meet him. And if I could, I'd like to take him out for lunch. And... Uh, he is the person who's just been elected the president of the ANC, not the president uh, of South Africa. I'm talking about yeah. Senator Maposa at that time. Okay. Yeah. So he understood yeah. the political changes that were happening and understood the need to meet the man who would one day be the future president. Yes. So I thought, yeah. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. That's so funny that you say that because my next question for you was going to be if you could invite five people to dinner. <laughs> Past or present, who would they be? <laughs> I'll tell you what. Two, two comes to mind. Okay, um, past <laughs> or present. One is one is living, uh, yes. and in many ways he reflects my my other big passion in life, which is football or soccer, and that would be the the mm -hmm. coach of uh, the former manager of Manchester United, Alex Ferguson. Um, oh yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to get into his mind, okay? That's the one. Yeah. And the other from a past is the, um, I'm, I follow the Islamic faith, so I have a synergy with, with this person, the, the Prophet mm -hmm. Muhammad, who, according to Muslim belief, is the last of the great line of prophets. It's not from Adam and Jacob yes. and Jesus and Moses and Abraham. Yeah. And he's the last of the line. And, and he, according to, to our scripture, the, the Quran, has been described, um, and the Arabic word is rahmatul lil alameen, a mercy unto the worlds. And the plural is yeah. worlds. Okay? So, yeah, I'd like yes. to spend time with the two of them, if I could. Uh, yes. That would be that the would most be fascinating, a fascinating dinner. Yeah. Wouldn't that be fascinating? 
What would you have for pudding? I, I wouldn't. You know what? I, so listen, the the, the pudding would, or the food would be a you know would be a side issue. It would be. <laughs> You know, yeah, exactly. what, is your, what is your show called? It's called, it's called, um, let me get it right, Brain Food for Business. So, in fact, it'd be brain food. It would be food for the mind. <laughs> exactly. That's lovely, Ashraf. So, my last uh, question, not question, but just um, thing that I'd like to ask you to do, would you like to give a message out um, to all the people out there still struggling to survive? and um, get through this this time well i mean i think i think two things um so at the point you know we all we all are not covered in fact we all are covered affected please let mm-hmm. us understand that we there are people whose lives have been decimated they've lost people people have they've been ill that we haven't lost them but they've spent time uh, in hospitals but then there are the vast majority and i take it I don't know. It's 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 a thumbsuck figure, but I don't think there are more than five percent of South Africans who've been untouched financially mm. by the impact mm. of COVID. So mm. I tweeted right. this morning. I said, you know what? Spend some time and maybe reach out to three people a day, and yeah. and just find out how they are, whoever they are. Mm. No reasons, yeah. nothing. Just find out because they have good days and they have bad days, and people are mm. struggling. So. My advice yeah. to people is to do just that. On a mm. on a champion South Africa level, uh, I mean, here, here's my thought. I desperately want South Africa to become a champion nation. Desperately mm-hmm. so. It pains me that we're a mid-table nation and that mm. we 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 have major deficiencies in the economy, in in, in employment, in joblessness, in skills deficits, in crime, um, in just overall mm. morale. But yeah. You know, in sport, and I love using sporting analogies, in sport, when you're playing poorly, you can be subbed, right? So people in South Africa, yeah. they sort of turn their hands uh, in that circular motion and yeah. like get yeah. off the pitch and get somebody else yeah. on, right? Yeah. But that's in sport. In in a country, when you're born in South Africa, you don't, you don't get picked to represent your country. You represent your country already. The moment you're born... Yeah. You're in the team. So we have like 60 yeah. million people who are in this team or mm. Team Inc. that represents South yes. Africa. And you can't be yeah. subbed, okay? So when you yeah. can't be subbed, understand your position. It's one mm. thing complaining, as you should, about the poor leadership mm. in many parts of our country. But it's another mm. thing saying, it's not my problem. It is yeah. your problem. And, and yeah. here's the thing. To all the people who are super successful and the People who are trying to become successful understand this point. When you win, South Africa wins. And when South Mm. Africa wins, you win. You must Mm. be able to make that link between your success and our country's success and our country's success and your success. When more and more people do that and make that Mm. link, right, the country will take a, a gigantic first step towards becoming a champion nation. Wonderful. What a wonderful way to end. Thank you, Ashraf. It's been such a pleasure and I've really enjoyed our conversation. Um, I hope you have too. Thank you. Yes, I have. Yeah.